Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome back to another Modernizer Die CFML News Edition. Today is June 4th, 2019, and we've got some great stuff to share with you. And again, my co-host today is Andrew Davis. How you doing? So it's been a, a busy week. We're at the end of May into June now, so summer's time has started, and uh, a lot of cool stuff still going on in the community. So we're going to share some of that with you. Um, the first thing on the list is... Yeah, the, the first thing we have is the Adobe Live screencast. Um, they are wrapping up the screencast, uh, at least the scheduled screencast. Um, so if you've missed all the other ones, hopefully you'll go back and check them out. But coming up uh, tomorrow, uh, we have George Murphy going over the uh, Code Checker module. Uh, going to show you how to uh, clean up your legacy code using Code Checker, uh, making sure all those uh, queries are programmed properly and um, you know, all the goodness that Code Checker brings uh, to you. That'll be tomorrow at one o'clock uh, Pacific time. And a cool thing about Code Checkers too is um, um, same thing with CF Config. They've done a lot of work with some of the government agencies and the stakes and some of the things that you're required to do for that. So it's kind of neat that, um, you know, you can build your own custom rules to check for those things right in there. And the last couple of weeks we've mentioned the Code Checker. Uh, we've mentioned how um, I helped take that project um, and sort of evolve it into the Coldbox app. And then someone else, Brad, when made a command box command for it. But I kept forgetting Chris's name. So Chris Weller was the guy I actually found the project on and helped work with it. And he helped us convert it up to Coldbox and stuff, even though he wasn't a Coldbox guy. Um, but he actually got the, you know, the starting point. So he has a couple people on the, the repo he'd like to thank too. So Mike Shieldsberg for the Vascoper, Peter um, Borton for the query uh, param scanner, and then also Steve Bryant, I guess, um, he started that with the application was actually called Code Cop, and that was up on Rio Forge, which is no longer available. But um, so those guys, and again, Chris Weller, he was really helpful and you know helped us really make it into what it is today. So I want to make sure we gave him props because it's a cool project and it's a you know a really good thing going forward. So thank you, Chris. Yeah, we do appreciate it. And uh, next on our list, uh, we want to mention uh, the Adobe CF Summit uh, workshop and conference. Uh, we've been mentioning this you know, every week because it's coming up. It's, it's going to be on the list. We don't want you to forget about it. It is October 1st and 2nd uh, yep. for the actual conference. And uh, tell us what all, you know, from your experience of being there, Gavin, tell us what all we plan to expect. Well, the, the really cool thing I like about it is you actually get all the Adobe engineers there. So there's, you know, a team of 10 or 20 engineers that you can actually go up and talk to. So uh, I know Brad just loves <laughs> CF Summit because he gets to, you know, talk to every single developer, every single engineer there and get to the bottom of every little bug that he's found. Or um, So, you know, if you guys have got stuff on the bug tracker, you know, go talk to them, you know, give them some, give them some grief and they'll uh, hopefully, you know, move it up the chain, but it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of good sessions, you know, great community members too. It's not all Adobe talking. Uh, Audis usually speaks. Uh, we've all had, you know, me, Brad, Luis and uh, Eric and John Claus, and, you know, we've all spoken the previous year. So, you know, it's kind of funny. I think we have more Audis speakers than Adobe sometimes, but um, it's, it's good to get uh, community members and a lot of people who speak into the box are also there too. So um, yeah, you'll definitely see some great content, but some great stuff from the Adobe 
Adobe engineers too, because they really dive deep into the nuts and bolts of what makes it uh, really work. So it is good to see that Adobe piece as well. Um, but just like we mentioned last week, the the call for speakers was open, but now it is closed. So you cannot um, you know submit your session. But the early bird pricing for the specialist program and the conference is still available right now. They said they're going to end it at the end of the month. But it's, you know, four days in, they haven't changed it. So if you guys want to do it, I recommend jumping on that price. It's only going to double and probably triple, I think, at the end of, right before the conference. It's about 400 bucks for the ticket, which is probably a good price. But $99 is a steal. So don't miss yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely. And you also mentioned the, uh, you know, their conference, that, uh, their workshops they're having. Uh, Ordis is also putting on a, a workshop. Um, Actually, too. As well. Two. That's right. So you're going to be doing the zero to hero this year, right? Yep. And you're stepping it up a notch. We're going zero to superhero or hero to superhero. Yep. Going from hero to superhero. Excellent. We're going to do an, an API edition. So we'll look at JWT, you know, Java web tokens, and uh, we'll be looking at a lot of API based stuff. So the zero to hero was too good to turn, to basically shut down. So we decided to have that one as well. So Eric Peterson and myself are going to leave the call box zero to hero, which again is a great one. If you've never done uh, MVC framework or if you have, but haven't done a call box or if you just started call box, and you want to sort of tie everything together. It's a great one. And then the, zero, the hero to superhero sort of for all those people that have been going to this zero to hero one in the last couple of years, they've been wanting the next step. This one dives deeper. You do more modules, more API related stuff, um, a little bit more rest, and uh, you know we think it's going to be a great one. Uh, that's based on what Luis did um, down in Spain a couple weeks back. He was doing this, and uh, he got some really good feedback on it. So he's got uh, to keep building that up there. So we got two workshops. Again, this is after the conference. So the third and fourth Friday the third. Uh, sorry, Thursday the third, Friday the fourth, and it's like nine o'clock in the morning till five at night. And then uh, usually we do some events afterwards too. If you want to hang with the orders team and pick our brands a little more, uh, maybe we'll hit the top golf range or something. Uh, something's always fun there. Um, but that's going to be at the Hyatt Place, so just down the road from the the Mirage where the conference is. But uh, we'll get some room details, um, some specials for you soon. So, but, but are, is anyone going to get a cape? Are there any capes involved, like Superman, Batman, cape? Well, maybe we'll have to belt. dress up. We'll have to, you know, run around the conference in our superhero cape saying, don't forget to come to our trainings. It's a good I idea. wish I had Mr. Boom still. <laughs> when is his name Mr. Boom? You remember Mr. Uh, Boom? I don't remember Mr. Boom, but... I'm that Into the Box, the, the, uh, the cutout. Oh, yeah, the cutout. That's right. Yeah, I, no. I have him here, but he, uh, he kind of got um, damaged. I'm sad. Damaged. Superhero is not as strong as we thought, huh? No, not in paper. Not a paperback edition. The hardback edition. Get that next time. Yeah. Also, Adobe has their training as well. So before the uh, conference, the day before, they're offering the specialist program. Yeah, so. and the uh, specialist program, um, I believe uh, Nolan Eric Ert was working on that. Is that correct? Was he planning on helping? Is that still the case? I, I think they're know? finalizing the content, and so they've asked several community members, including Nolan, I believe. I'm not sure if I'm okay. supposed to say that, but we already have, so sorry. Um, but yeah, so he's been working on the curriculum, um, and there's some other community members as well. They're getting all that curriculum ready, uh, and the base of they're getting like about 20 hours of video content that you can watch before the, the conference and then you have some exercises to work through and everything and 
while you're there, you'll go through the sort of the final session. You'll have like a little uh, computer test at the end to make sure you're up to date with your your knowledge and understanding. And it's going to cover a wide range. But I also heard at the roadshow, this is just one of the possible certificate programs coming out. So they may nice. actually do one on security. They may do one on, um, you know, another feature or setup. So this is the first program. They're going to see how it works and everything. But the plan is they're going to do, you know, future certificates for specialized um thing so that's the plan anyway and um, they may have additional workshops for the conference they're not sure it really depends on how much space they have because uh, this program is probably going to be pretty big and if they don't have any room for other workshops they can't do it um, but you know they'll probably throw in pete freitag security uh, training because that's an amazing course and everyone likes going to that they always have good attendance so but at this point it's just the specialist program the day before the conference yeah, and uh, do yourself and, and everybody else that's in the class uh, a favor and go through the prereqs um, just so that you're up to speed. And I mean, I, mean, it, I think it's a requirement from them. Um, but but go through the prereqs. Uh, make sure you're all set up, ready to go. You know, not holding anybody back or, or anything like that. It's it's a weird feeling. I've done it before and, and accidentally got lost. And even though they're there to help and they don't mind jumping in to get you up to speed. It just makes you feel awkward. So yeah, I'm used to being awkward. Not everybody else is. So if you're not, you know, make sure you do the prereq stuff. Yeah. I mean, you want to get the most out of the training too. So if you're, if you got a good foundation, you're only going to do better in the class. So that's, that's really where I was going with that. That's really what I meant to say. Thank you. You knew what was in my head, Kevin. Thank you. That's a scary place, but. Oh, it's so scary. So around the world, what do we have going on around the world? Literally around the world. Yeah, Luis Mahano is going to be doing another training, the Cold Box Zero to Hero. So if you can't make it over to CF Summit for the Cold Box Zero to Hero with me, Luis is actually going to be in Bangalore, India, uh, October 16th and 17th. He's going to be doing the two-day boot camp with a Zero to Hero, so all the same stuff. So if that's more in your region of the world, uh, try and make it out there we've been talking to adobe trying to get some of the engineers to come along too so they can you know see how the framework works and try and get some uh low level tu- performance tuning to get the the framework work even better but um that's a two-day boot camp and there's some pricing breaks if you guys have a group um but the registration link is available will be in the show notes so um, don't miss out on that as well and at the same time um cf camp is going to be going on in uh, germany yeah it's um <clears throat> Excuse me. It's following up just uh, on the 17th and 18th. It's going to be in Munich. And uh, the call to speakers is still there, still open. You have till July the 7th. Um, they're you know looking for good content to provide for everyone. So um, get your speech, you know, speeches in and, um, you know, hopefully we'll get to see you there. Yep. Um, I need to check and see if tickets are available yet. Last time I checked, they were still not available. Uh, I think they'll be coming out pretty soon here. Um, and just in case you forget, Kai Koenig will be on Twitter reminding you to do the call for speakers. So yep. been he'll be reminding you at least weekly or daily as it gets closer. And, um, you know, get the topics in there. Um, yep. The more, you know, diverse topics, the you know, the better they can choose and, you know, prevent, you know, well, not prevent, but create a, a great great conference for everyone so yeah and I, I do really want to make it there sometime i just haven't been able to um it'll be it'll be pretty fun i'm hoping maybe next year i can make it for 2020 so well you know and we're over here in the states but that's why you know these conferences are, are, are all around the world because not everybody can get to 
all of them, you know, um, that's why you guys are um, doing the workshops in, in Spain and India, because it's not as easy to get, you know, 50 to 100 people at a conference coming from India or Spain into the United States. So that's, you know, that's why we have all these additional conferences. But yep. you're right, it would be training, cool to get to. Uh, they are also doing be. training before that, too. So Brad and Eric Peterson are going to be running some two-day workshops uh, on the 15th and the 16th of October, right before the conference. Um, and so what they're planning to do right now is rest and test box, I believe. So that's the 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 plan is this point we haven't released all the information and created the booking pages yet um, so if anyone wants anything else let us know but at, the, at this time it looks like we're going to be doing rest and test box so they'll each have a two-day um, workshop on that so if you guys want to check it we'll give you more details as we get them hopefully we'll be finalizing that in the next week or two yeah and I'm, I'm looking over here in the chat that we have here on youtube and Sam at InLeague, he is suggesting that Ordis and the Adobe engineers have a thumb wrestling Olympics. You think we could probably pull that off? Well, I know that they've done the sumo suits before. I'm not sure if we could pull that off, but at CF Summit, I'm close enough to drive. So whatever we need, I can probably bring it in the party bus. So nice. we, we might have to do something there. Uh, they're having a big party. I'm not sure what they're doing yet. So we'll have to check on the Adobe guys and see what we can have uh, <laughs> a little thumb wrestling. We could do some sumo wrestling. I know Brad's pulled that suit off before. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, don't need know. The suit. I don't. Would you and I? That's what I was going to say. We wouldn't even need a suit. <laughs> Let's don't go there. So, oh yeah. man, on to the uh, blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. Yeah. Let's. Uh, Let's We've cover had a these busy here. Week. It's been a busy week. So John Wish, um, or I think it's Elias Poor Yurik. I'm not sure how he pronounces his username, but he's been posting a lot of cool stuff on the coldfusion.adobe.com uh, community blog site. So he's got a lot of cool stuff going there. So he's been looking at some of the new 2018 functions and, and how they've changed. And so one of them, he was looking at the replace function, how it now supports a callback. So you can basically pass a closure into it. Instead of having the default, you know, let's replace this text with that text, you can actually do something a little cooler with a closure and, and do some better processing, which is pretty neat. So we got a link for that there and he also talks about array re reduce how you can have an initial value when you do the reduce or you could just use the default argument in your your closure that you're using but he was uh telling you the pros and cons of why you should do what one or the other so it's kind of interesting he's got some cool stuff there and that community site a lot of blog content is posted there so if you guys want to find out more about cold fusion content in general just go to the coldfusion.adobe.com the community sites there they uh, the contributors actually earn points and i think if they earn so many points they get free tickets to the cf summit conference they get some cool other stuff of course charlie earhart's posting a lot of great information there but uh john is uh, actually high up the list as well so you get a little leaderboard of who's done the most. So definitely worth checking out. Um, there's a lot of great content there. So that was pretty cool. I found those. I was like, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I was I was glad to see that come back because I remember way back in the day, um, the, the community forums, uh, checking those constantly. I mean, we didn't have Slack at the time, you know. Um, yep. That's where we all went to, to get information and share information. And uh, it's really cool. I'm, I'm glad to see that they've got the uh, you know this community uh, portal back. Yeah, it's kind of cool because it's just blog posts and videos and tweets. And so it's trying to be a central location for all this stuff. So if you have it on your site, you can repost it there. 
And, uh, you know, it's sort of a nice centralized place. And we'll probably try and grab some of the, the, the featured items from there and share them with you guys as well. Well, and you know, too, one of the good things about them, uh, dropping the old one after years and just now coming back is, is pretty much everything that's going to be there is going to be modern and new content. It's not going to, you're not going to need to look to see that it's a dated blog post of, you know, 2001 and, yep. you know, version CF9, um, examples. It's all going to be up to date and modern, um, yeah, this was a new um, sort of initiative they started a couple of years back at CF Summit. They announced it, and looks like it's going pretty good. Um, to be honest, I've got to get more of my stuff out there, um, but it's hard to keep up with the three or four vlogs I'm already running and, and this, but I need to do better with that, so I'm going to try and put some out there. But uh, it looks yep. like some other people in the community have been busy as well. Matt Giffords released some new API for Google Index. Yeah, and so this Google Index, I uh, took a brief look at it, and Basically, instead of using sitemaps, they still recommend you use sitemaps, but it gives you the opportunity to tell Google, hey, this page is updated, and so that they could go in there and re-index it. Now, um, the current implementation from Google, uh, according to their documentation, is that it really only works on um, like job posting type listings and mm -hmm. uh, live videos. So, gotcha. hey, for instance, we want to, uh, when we post this uh, blog, um, on modernizerdie.io, it could ping Google right then and essentially would be able to, if somebody were doing searches, in theory, show up in the Google video search. Nice. I think that's really cool. It's, it's, I think that's how, they, that's how they get all this, where you're able to get you know, live content in your top parts of your search instead of waiting for something to get indexed. Yeah, it's especially on the new stuff you see where it's like posted 14 minutes ago and stuff like that. Yeah, they're not indexing that thing, you know, that quick. And that's so that's part of what that um, cool Google index and API. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing with that. Yeah, um, Matt Gifford does a lot of great uh, API wrappers. He's got a lot of cool stuff there, done a lot of work with OAuth and everything as well. So definitely check out his little collection of tools. But, oh, uh, yeah, Matt, he's uh, he's got the JWT. I don't want to get off on that one, but um, yeah, I use his JWT. Um, plug-in module, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a handful that I just, I just use, I adopt them as my own. Yeah, um, for sure. And then Michael Michael's Bourne. at it again. Yep. He's at it again. Thank you, Michael. Yep. So this one's uh, basically he wrote a blog post called CF, a legacy of legacy. And so he, he sort of dives into a little bit more about why ColdFusion is known as a legacy language. And, you know, and he's trying to get to the bottom of this and try and show people that there's a lot of other languages that have similar issues and how can we sort of improve it. So a nice one there, again, that we'll have in the show notes. And it's on the michaelborn.me uh, website if you want to go check out his blog. He's got a lot of cool stuff and he's doing a lot all the time. He's got that CI um, newsletter that he's working on, an email course on uh, Bitbucket Pipelines, which Bitbucket Pipelines are pretty cool. I'm really enjoying using them. It's one of the several pipelines I get to use for all my different customers. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I man... like the approach that he's taken on this, uh, you know, um, stir the pot a little bit and then uh, just, you know, some zingers. And then, uh, you know, I wouldn't say justification, but clarification uh, as to, you know, his explanation and his angle of things. And it's, it's really good to get, you know, people's different perspectives and, uh, you know, hopefully somebody will read this and quite, you know, they'll, they'll be able to understand why we're, we keep telling you that CF is a modern language and it's not dead or dying. 
Yeah, those, those blog posts would be good things to, you know, send to your customers if they're having doubts about Cold Fusion. You know, those are the type of things you need to hand off. So, yeah, you know, and this is one thing I really don't understand is why do clients come to developers asking them what language they use whenever all they need is an end product? It's, it was like, do you go to the doctor and ask him what brand scalpel he uses? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't either. But we're faced with that. And so here's some more information that, you know, you'd be able to hand on to those types of uh, clients. Yeah. Well, speaking about modern Cold Fusion, uh, Brad Wood released a screencast this last week on a ForgeBox storage. So cool thing about ForgeBox is now it has included storage for a lot of your stuff. So instead of before having to host them off of GitHub, or um, build your own zip files and upload them to your own S3 bucket and do all that work. Uh, now ForgeBox allows you just to basically switch the location in your box.json to instead of saying uh, where it is, basically just put ForgeBox. And when you actually publish your um, your commands, ForgeBox will actually take it, zip it, and take it out and put it on, on our own private S3 buckets. And then we can, when people are searching from ForgeBox, you can use it. So he shows you how quickly it is to get it up and running using that. So you can save yourself all the headaches, save yourself the S3 setup, you know, nightmare with IAM and everything else and uh, save yourself a few pennies as well and get that up and running. So we got that on the orders blog and we got a link there as well. Uh, he's trying to get more screencasts out. So if you don't see one in a while, bug him and let's get, keep that moving. Yeah, absolutely. And I uh, also want to mention there's uh, another community member. Uh, his name is Jordan Clark. He has released um, a ton of API wrapper modules. Um, I believe these are probably um, for a lot of applications that he's needed and it's probably been hanging on to him for a while and has just released them. Uh, yeah, he's got like there's, 19 listed. Yeah. There. There, there's a ton of them. I mean, there's some <laughs> from, uh, you know, connecting with coinbase.com, some um, AWS S uh, SES, simple email service um, things. He's got a CDN one with fastly.net. Yeah. There's a Twilio one as well. Uh, tinypng.com. So, uh, he's got a lot of API wrappers. Um, yep, some Mailchimp, Postmark, some you know, some email ones there. I'm not even sure what Kickbox is. He's got that there. Some Internet Video Archive stuff. So he's got a yeah. lot of cool stuff there. So if you guys are looking for some APIs, remember ForgeBox has a lot of great stuff, and a lot of community members are uploading and contributing. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, currently, what you can do is you can go search, sort by the newest, and you'll see all of his. Um, or pretty much the newest, uh, but then you can click on his um, profile and, and actually see all of them that he has listed there. So go check them out. Um, utilize them. Hey, if you have problems with any of these at first, if, if it's not implementing the way you think it needs to implement, I'm sure he's going to, you know, um, you know, like a pull request. I mean, that's that's what yeah, the community is all about. Open you know? an issue, um, start a conversation, you know? Yeah, because it, it you know, probably never come down the same path or the same obstacle you, you might come up with just because their implementation when they wrote it might be different, you know? Um, so yeah, just keep that in mind. I mean, don't just throw out a module and quit using it just because it doesn't do 150% of what you think it should do, you know? Yep. And speaking about great modules, we have some more modules as we look at the ForgeBox module of the week. So this one is one that um, we actually use inside of the Coldbox Zero to Hero. And we actually use several modules in that class to sort of get you introduced to using modules. But this one we're going to talk about today is CB Guard. 
So you can see we got again is up on uh up on ForgeBox, you can install it by just typing box install CB guard. And it was actually created by Brad Wood. Um, so that guy again. But um, the cool thing about it is it just basically uses annotations in your um, your handlers. And by just adding secured, it means that if someone tries to hit that, that action and that handler and they're not logged in, it automatically kicks them out and tells them they have to log in. You can also use permissions in there too. So you can do secured equals, you know, admin, uh, admin news or something. And then now all of a sudden the news admin, admin news permission needs to be on that person's account. Otherwise they can't access it too. That's cool. You can do it at the action level or at the handler level. And all it is is just a little bit of annotation. So instead of having to do these if statements everywhere, it handles it for you. Yeah, literally, it's just adding metadata, you know, like in a function, if you say function, create, you know, do your event, PRC, RC, um, close, add a space, type the word secured, and then that function is going to be required to be only be executed by anyone who has access to it. And the cool thing, you may say, man, I've already got a, you know, a login, um, you know, implementation um as far as permissions, you know, I can't start over, et cetera, and so on. That's not true. You actually can because you can write the functions that do the checkup. So if you have, you know, your user object stored in a certain table or this or that, you can do that logic. It's real easy to pipe that in. And um, yeah, the configuration have, have makes the it easy. Yep, absolutely. It's a really cool module um, and it, it just works. Yeah. All you basically tell us, hey, this is my security or user service. So this is what CFC you look in. This is the name of the function to check if they're logged in. This is the name of the function to get the ID of the person who's logged in. This is the name of the function to figure out, do they have this permission? I mean, it's that simple. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, up and running in, in minutes and you'll never have to worry about that stuff again. So great little module. So yeah, absolutely. Now we move on to VS Code, hence tips and tricks of the week. So this one's an interesting one. Uh, I just started re re using recently um, called yeah, Peacock. This is my favorite. I love this mod, or this whatever you want to call it. Extension, yeah. Extension. Yeah. So this is Peacock. So Peacock is um, something made by John Papa. So he works with, um, I think he's part of the Microsoft VS Code team, or he's definitely a Microsoft guy these days, but did a lot of work with Angular. So popular guy. But this guy's um, he released it. It's got almost 500,000 downloads, five stars. And it's really simple. All it does is when you start up a new VS Code window, it basically changes the color of the of the Chrome on it. So the, the top bar, the status bar, maybe the sidebar, and you can choose which ones you want to change. But basically it makes sure that every VS window you have open is a slightly different color. So if you're working in a project, uh, you can see, oh, that's the green one. Okay, I'm working on the auto site's green one. A client site might be blue. And it's just got all the different colors of the rainbow, basically. And they just And you can even do custom colors as well. So if you have a specific color of a, you know, like a client logo that sticks out in your head. Um, for instance, if you were working with, I better not name a name like that, but uh, <laughs> like you, with Ortis, uh, you work with Ortis and I work with InLeague and the main uh, project there is is a green bar. And it allows you to switch over quickly and then know what your code base is, right? Yeah. So it's a quick indicator. Oh, yes, I'm working on this project. Oh, yes, I'm working on this project. Or heck, I'll probably have three or four open at the same time. <laughs> or ten. And <laughs> yeah, and so it's it just allows you to visually know what is in front of you, uh, what your code base is. You know, kind of like, it's so funny because we all go back to old school ways. Remember the old, the 
the tabs on your notebook in, in school, in elementary school, cut, mm-hmm. you know, the color tabs. Man, yeah. that's what this is for VS Code, essentially. It's something so simple, but it really helps, um, you know, keep you with the flow, you know, keep yeah. you flow and keep you coded, at least me anyway. And, and everybody yeah. that I've mentioned it to has, has enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I just like oh. the fact that if I'm, you know, I've got one set of code that I'm using as a reference and another one that I'm actually writing the new code in, I can just easily flick between them and put my mouse over the, the window in the bottom of my Windows bar and that colors them inside the preview too. So you can easily find it. Makes it easy in trying to read the name on every single window. It's just, oh, green, blue. And you get used to it and yeah, you can set them as needed. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, you can commit that information to your, your repo, repo because it mm-hmm. saves it in a dot VS code, uh, VS code folder. Um, so if it's something that's adopted by the whole company, um, that's really cool too. Um, cause then everybody would have that same feature or, or what have you. Um, yeah. so it's pretty neat. Really uh, neat. Again, it's just a little extension. Uh, we have the link in the show notes. Um, but yeah, it's called Peacock. So John Papa VS code dash Peacock. Yeah. All right. And we are, at that time of the show where we slaughter some <laughs> names. So uh, we want to thank all the Patreon supporters. Um, you know, you're basically what makes this um, podcast and, and other things um, possible. Um, yep. Looks like that Force Box storage paid for by open source support. Yep. So. Absolutely. So I encourage you to join me along with Gary Knight, Jan Yannick, Joseph. Oh, Lamory. Lamory. I've got... I've, I've got the video. I still want to do the up check on him, though. Yeah. <laughs> Who else we got? Hardy, Richard Herbert, John Farrar, Carl Von Stitten. And Don Bellamy, Samuel Knowlton, David Bellinger, Yogesh Mather. Stephen Klotz, Dan Codd, Jeremy Adams, Brian White, and Didia Lesnicki. So yep. if you guys are going to be at CF Summit or CF Camp, come up and uh, you know introduce yourselves if we, we haven't met or haven't seen you guys for a while. Uh, we'll personally say thank you. Maybe we'll grab you a drink, you know, chit-chat about some of the projects you're working on. But we, uh, we appreciate all your help and your support. And, uh, you know, we couldn't do this without the community support. Um, Otis is, uh, you know, working hard to improve this, but we can't do it alone. So we thank you guys for all your help uh, financially and, you know, with code and, and support. And again, if you guys got any news you want to share, please send it in. Um, the website itself is uh, cfmlnews.modernizerdie.io. I do want to mention, uh, um, you, you know, Ortis does a lot of community work, but uh, you guys are a, you know, development shop. Um, y'all are developing for clients and, and um, even though you, you've gotten into the, um, the teaching realm of things and, and mentoring and tutoring and all, you, you guys still are a development shop. So, you're you're not really just there developing community projects for the heck of it you know you guys utilize it and it's it you know you guys do it for the community and uh so this is just a way to people to give back um for you know all the work that you guys have put in so yeah i appreciate it yeah um, you, you say bye behind many a times with some of these awesome modules and the frameworks and you know and everything so uh, i i appreciate it cool well from the bottom of my heart wherever my heart is 
Well, next week, uh, I will not be with you guys. I'm going to be actually on vacation traveling around, uh, so I won't have good internet. So I will not be here, but uh, Andrew and Brad should be taking over the reins while I'm gone. So uh, be nice to them. Make sure you tweet some news to them so they can share it, and uh, we should be online next week. Same time, same place. Uh, just not me. So right. have a we'll good one, everybody. Vacation. We'll do, and uh, I'll, I'll be watching just uh, from, from down under. So. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.